0: This podcast is proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli. Hello and welcome to Tampa Tantrum, episode the 94. My name is Stephen Layton and I am joined by my esteemed colleague and peer and friend, uh, Mr Colin Harmon. Hello, Colin. Hello,
1: Stephen Layton. Merry Christmas. Um... Merry Christmas! Happy Christmas! Happy New Year! Season's greetings! Happy holidays! All of the things. Happy holidays! Yeah, like, uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, just, uh, all of the things.
0: All of the things. Um, how are you keeping? I'm good. I'm good. Congratulations on becoming old. Um, a couple of days ago. Thank you. I'm officially rotting now. You <laughs> you are rotting. And congratulations yeah. on your thousand kilometers in a year.
1: Yeah, I don't really like to bring it up. You know no. No. no, I wouldn't. I'd barely talk about it, to be honest with you. Okay. Okay, um, we'll move on then. Um, no, we won't. So <laughs> I, I recently uh, completed 1,000 kilometres run in one year. So my feet are sore. I'm very
0: impressed. I'm very impressed at your dedication because I remember talking to you in September and you were like, oh, I'm a bit behind on it. But you, you pulled that back.
1: Yeah, I kind of hammered it in, in November. Yeah. It got pretty weird at one stage. I, like All I did was go to work and run It was and sleep sometimes as well. I
0: was
1: pretty um, jealous until, of your penultimate run as well. Yeah, so I have a friend who comes to the shop every now and again, um, Sonia Sullivan, who is like an Olympic silver medalist and multiple world champion at various different levels, like gold medals, and probably Ireland's, like, definitely in Ireland's top 10 athletes of or like sports people of all time. And she texted me the week and she's like, oh yeah, I'm in Dublin, do you want to go for a run? And I went, yeah, of course I do. And then I went, Wait a minute, what have I just signed up for? <laughs> so we ran for 14k and I nearly died. But it was, it was one of those tick a box moments. So yeah, it was lots of fun.
0: Oh, I'm, I was super jealous when I saw the Instagram. I was just like, Colin gets all of the fun. Um, so the, what we're going to do this week anyway <clears throat> is we are going to kind of evaluate the year. So we're going to kind of go back over the year and just like what's happened in coffee, what's happened in our lives, our businesses. And, and as we do that, we're going to randomly throw out some tampies. Um, now, for those- you who make it sound like no thought has been put into this, Steve. No, there's thought. There's lots of planning and thought. I just, that's the way that the magic of like, you know, podcasts and TV and all those, That's they just happen, you know, but there's always thought in the background. So yeah, a Tampi is basically the original and the first awards that really were ever created in the world of the internet uh, for coffee. Um, for anything. For anything, anything. Um, I've heard there's another thing that's called a, a sprudgie or something.
1: But well, are we nominated for a Sprudgy? I, I, I Sprudgies are dead to me. Like honestly. I, I, well, I'm nominated for two technically. I'm nominated for nothing. Oh yeah.
0: Oopsie. Yeah. And and. Listen, my book, I understand that my book is not for that kind of category and it shouldn't be in there. But subscriptions, like subscriptions, come on. Like the, how long have those things been going? And my subscription's never in there. And I think how, I long have you, most, how long have you been doing a subscription? 2008. Jesus. And like nothing. And I'm pretty sure looking at all the other – I'm the only one who does anything different apart from send coffee once a month. <laughs> and how
1: how many videos have you done? Uh, episode 473, I think, has come out this week. Wow. So, what are you going to do for the 500th? Uh, naked. Really? No. Jesus. Um, <laughs> you can do it anytime you want. I'll tell, you what I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Like, this is a bit of backslapping going on right now. But I think, on foot of that, uh, I think that the first Tampi of the year, first subscription coffee of the year, should undoubtedly go to In My Mug. Oh, thank you, Colin. That means a no lot. Worries. Thank you. No, you, I mean, like. I got an award, not... not. We don't just throw out these awards willy-nilly. I no, mean,
0: no, no, no. I can see how much thought went into that. I actually heard yeah. the cogs turning while you were thinking about it. Who won it again?
1: I I've forgotten. That doesn't matter. Some dude. Some um, dude.
0: So, yes, a Tampi is an award that we give out for outstanding uh, excellence or something fairly fun. And as we go through the year, we shall kind of catch up on those. So, like, what... What do you remember from the first quarter of the year, Colin? As being like stuff going on.
1: In the first quarter of the year. Yeah. My God, that's like a lifetime ago. I know. And I'm trying to think what I did in the first quarter of the year. Trying to finish my college. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God, what did happen? It's I don't know because I was you looking do a back book to... or something. The first quarter of the year. No. That what? was I oh, no, it was actually yeah no. <laughs> It wasn't that launched in April. So I suppose I printed and paid for a book in the first quarter of the year. That was, that's what oh, I did. You
0: finished it off as well and all the editing and all of
1: the yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. so things. Yeah, Launched in April to the 10. Yeah, that, that that kind of counts then, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That was fairly intense and thankfully went well. Although I've just given myself a big problem because I now have 10,000 more sitting in my roastery. <laughs> so if anyone out there wants to buy some, then, you know what I mean?
0: I've I, I got some in my roastery too if they want to buy them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, they should. Um, hopefully shift this yeah. year or else it's going to be quite embarrassing looking at them every time I walk down there
0: <laughs> well I, I'm going to actually start with my first tampi of the year which is for, uh, book coffee book of the year um and I'm going to give it to Maxwell and his coffee dictionary <laughs> uh, thanks Steve <laughs> well I can't give it to either of us can we like yeah that,
1: of course that, you can okay you can have it then Carl it's all yours because that's what thanks. I really wanted to do but I just actually, like asked it to you. Uh, one that I got, I haven't read it yet Which shouldn't be, you know A contributing factor to whether a book wins or not But it is uh, Meister's book About the history of coffee in New York yeah. I, I really want to dig into it It looks really cool So that's mm. one of my favourite ones as well There was the Jim Seven book, did that come out this year? It did come out this it year did. It was it your did. book the, the... Sasha Sestich's book um... I got one of those, signed by Sasha I'm trying to think We swapped, it
0: was... we swapped books in Korea
1: it the was definitely year of the book.
0: Yeah, we, we stood there signing <laughs> books and swapping them over. It was it was a, it was a beautiful moment.
1: How um, about the tampi for book of the year goes to coffee?
0: <laughs> to coffee in general, or
1: yeah, just because like I mean everybody has one.
0: It, it has become a little bit like a sexually transmitted disease. Everybody has suddenly got one.
1: Um, um you might want to speak for yourself on that, Steve. But um, <laughs> so here's a question for you: Who would you like to see write a book in 2018?
0: Ooh, who would I like to see write a book?
1: Aside from me. Um, no, actually, the answer can be me as well, actually. Do
0: you know what? Like, uh, uh, and and it's, it's, a very, it's a very personal thing just because I know how much is uh, in his head. But I'd love to see Dale do a book. Does he have an e-book that's on? He does. He does. Him and Chris wrote it together, um, which is free to download on the iTunes store. Uh, it's all about espresso, and apparently he knows some shit about it, now, which is kind of good. Um, it's a very basic book, but it was it was aimed at a lot of our web customers who we were asking the same questions over and over again about like the basics of like you know dose to yield and stuff like that. Um, and the plan was that in the new year we went back and revised it and just released that as a as a book, you know, as a physical book. But um, I, I'd rather him do something. New and different, and uh, maybe
1: him and Peachy can do something together. A Peachy book, a Peachy book, would, would. a tell-all expose of all of the people he's worked in coffee. Oh, I,
0: I can imagine um, uh, Babinski and uh, Glanville and uh, Phillips not being happy if that came out. I, I, mean, I know he has shit on those. He's got to have. Yep. Yeah. And you? Oh my God! You're you've been deep shit.
1: Oh yeah, it's all come out. Yeah. I'm trying to think who would I think two people that's sick for me that I'd like to see write a book would be um Nick Cho mm-hmm. actually Nick and Trish I think they should get together and write a book that would be interesting um and I think someone who always has really interesting things to say and is a good um what would you call people that do stuff like temper tantrum all the times like co-conspirator I suppose mm-hmm. uh, is uh Colleen Anunu I think she would do a very good book -hmm. Always is very interesting things to say. I think instead of Nick writing a book, could maybe do what uh, James did
0: with his book and just collate all of his tweets over the last three or four years (laughs) into (laughs) a (laughs) book. Mind you, I think if they're in print, they become inflammatory, don't they? And like, um, you can get sued and stuff. So maybe you shouldn't. Um,
1: But yeah, yeah, no, I I can imagine. I'd like, I'd like to see a Colleen book for sure, for sure. And. So I'm trying to think what else happened in the earlier part of last year. Well, or look, year I mean,
0: I'm thinking like London Coffee Festival was April time. Uh, That's mm-hmm. really the only fit. I mean, I do, I've got all my general travels that I do, which, you know, Central America I always do beginning of January, which I'm doing the beginning of January this year and stuff. But like London Coffee Festival stuck out in my head a little bit as a... London
1: Coffee Festival deserves a tampe in my mind for being like... I don't want this to sound disrespectful and I feel like I might have said this before on a on a podcast. Like, it's not great. Like <laughs> I
0: don't, do you know what I mean like it's, it's, maybe they could just as a tag London Coffee Festival. It's not great.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but they get thousands, like tens of thousands of people come. And like I don't get like, like if you go to a beer festival, you walk around and you have like a few different types of beers and whatever, you go to cheese festival, you try all the cheese. If you go to a coffee festival, like you, you know you might have two cups of coffee. That's what it really, you know, yeah. uh, and and really, like the first cup of coffee is the only one you're going to really, you know, properly enjoy, um, and I don't know. It's just weird that all those people just turn up, and it's like this absolute unbridled success, and it's not great. And they deserve they deserve credit for that. (laughs) Because if you go like on the tube, they'll have like uh, advertising on the boards as you
0: go up and stuff. Like they and that thing generates a lot of money. So
1: like we did our first ever uh, exhibition. Maybe I could be in their ad campaign. (laughs) (laughs)
0: London Coffee Festival.
1: It's not the best,
0: so <laughs> like because we did Manchester Coffee Festival this year with the stand, which is great. In fairness, yeah, no, no, and, and it's kind of like the opposite where it's great and there's not so many people there. It's confusing, but um, we decided
1: Coffee Festival is better than London, <laughs> which isn't great. <laughs> Will you let me make my point for God's sake? Um, I'm actually here making points myself. To be fair, yeah. You are, and I wish to make my point. Steve's points, they're not great. <laughs> so
0: we did Manchester this year for the first time, and we exhibited, and I actually found it was lots of fun and was quite, like, it was quite good for the business profile. Like, Did we make any money? Oh, my God, no, we lost money doing it for sure. But it was good because we got to meet customers, we got our face out there, it was great to have a good stand. So we suddenly thought, maybe we should do like London this year. So we got the media pack from them to work out the pricing. It's like, there is not a chance I'm going to exhibit there. Oh my God. It's like eight to 12,000 pound for the stand before you even put any electric on it or do anything with it or
1: like... Oh, but you, then you look at something like Host, which is skipping forward for many months in the year, but like the cost of exhibiting at those things is colossal. Like, yeah. I, I, and I don't... I've always wondered about this about the trade shows too. It's a bit of like... What do the kids call it? Uh, FOMO. Yeah, that sounds for Steve. <laughs> Fear of missing out. Oh. FOMO. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like all the companies are there because they're afraid not to be there, you know, and it's like, well, can you really recoup that cost? Well, you see, I always like what Mazzocco do with the uh, out of the box thing. But they didn't do it this year. They actually, no. they were in the box this year. Yes. But like... They came to host for the first time. Well, now because they're in the box.
0: So with London, me and Dale, is, we're currently planning and scheming um, to do something very out of the boxy.
1: For, so you and Dale are going to get out of your box at London we're Coffee We're going to something. be out of
0: our box. Um, no, but like, I, I really, when you look at the figures, like, what kind of party can you do for that money? Oh my God, you can buy
1: beer for everybody and get them drunk. And, we could buy friends.
0: Exactly, but like, isn't that what you're trying to do at London Coffee Festival by having a stand there? Oh, Absolutely it's like how much can I buy my friends for? Like and then it becomes like a measuring competition where everybody's like, My stand's bigger than your stand and then you look at what's the point of having a small stand because you just get lost in the noise. Um so you're encouraged well,
1: you to spend more and more money. There was um it. there was an Irish company um when I was back in when I was in, no, there are there are other ones. Um <laughs> But it was run by, it was back when I was in college, I can't remember what the name of the place was, um, he was, it was run by a guy called Fran Rooney, and he, he, um, it was basically this Irish startup company, and they went to the States to, to raise uh, Baltimore Technologies, that's what it was. So, at, at one stage, they were valued at like 13 billion or something, right, and the, but they started off with very little, and what they did is that they went to this, these tech conferences in Silicon Valley, and, and in Vegas, and all these places, and... Uh, they go to these events where people would spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on like stands and, you know, doing all sorts of pitches. And instead, they just um, hire, rented the biggest room that they could find uh, in a hotel and they bought loads of booze. And they just went around the show going, hey, listen, um, we're having a party in our hotel room. And everyone went, cool. And then they just invite everybody to the party and they made the biggest splash list. And like they didn't grow the company off the back of that, but... It definitely helped, you know what I mean? Like, and that was the thing that everybody remembered them for. And it's, I think, with trade shows, it's that thing is that, like, you can, if you can get noticed for doing something. But the problem with it is is that everybody now does parties at at the coffee shows as well. So it's like. Yeah, I mean, we're we're not going to do a party. Like, I use that as an
0: example, but like, we've got a plan to do something a lot more fun. Um, uh, And a lot more fun for us as well. Because that's the other thing that with trade shows is I find them so demoralizing. Like Manchester was different because I, 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 as we've already said, I like the feel of that. But like I find particularly like SCA shows, and with SCA I use both of the, both of the continents as I, I find them just like full of well, syrup there, there sellers. There is now,
1: isn't there? There is, there
0: is, but they still have different shows in well. different continents. It did go well. Yeah, that's that's going really good. They're just going around offending everybody now, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> can, can we? Have, can i give out a tampy for uh most offense of the year um going to the sca
1: <laughs> yeah why not oh that's... i don't think i, don't, think I don't, don't they won't be happy with that see you might offend them with it and there you go yeah. so, so
0: you're not, you're not going to tell us what you're going to do with this trade show no 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 not yet because it might not happen and they'll look foolish and if i say something here then i have to follow through and do it Um, as we have learnt in the past (laughs) exactly I'm not making that mistake twice but no we've got some plans and I'm I'm really excited for it actually I think it's going to be a giggle um, and that's what I want to have out of it is a giggle Um, I want to enjoy it and I want other people to enjoy us having fun Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with it it might not come up but I really hope that it does so yes so we've given so far we've given book of the year to Colin Harmon we've given uh, oh to coffee We've given a uh, subscription, Tampi, to, to Has Been. Yeah. I think no, in my say, mug. In my mug.
1: Um, Yo, You've got one right so far, Steve. Come on. Okay. And then we've given uh, trade show of the year to London Coffee Festival, London Coffee
0: Festival for not being good. Um, no, I didn't say that. I said it wasn't great. It oh, wasn't great. That's right. And then we've given um, the SCA uh, most,
1: most People Offended Award. Most offensive Most offensive body. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, think that's, I think that's cool. So then I'm going
0: to kind of just use things like that as a template. So fast forward to uh, Hungary, um, to Budapest, which you didn't go to this year. Why didn't you go to the SCA this year, Colin?
1: Um, which excuse did I use that time? Um, did I have a baby? Oh,
0: God. Baby this, baby that. You no, actually I one in Australia. had the baby.
1: Not you. When was it? Uh, summertime? Yeah, then I had a baby. Okay. Or my wife had a baby. Um, and I,
0: said, so, and I so know you said the boys. boys you see, I, I remember seeing uh, AJ and...
1: Uh, like, Craig Andrew, yeah. Yeah. And was Jan Danny there Great as well? Time. Um, I can't remember. No, you know, Jan and Craig went to something else and AJ and Monica went to another one, I think. Is that what happened? AJ and Monica like, came to the Slovakia one. Anyway... The show, I like. So I went,
0: and I—it's the first time I've been to a trade show with nothing to, like, an SCA or SCAE one with nothing to do. So I normally have some MCing duties, or um, I'm with a competitor helping, or a, a reason to be there. And I had no reason to be there. So didn't, what to do? Didn't go to the show very much. <laughs> like, he, he, I went the, the first morning I was there, and I walked around, and I was like. Okay, seeing it, what do I do now? And I had no idea what to do, so I sat outside and was on my laptop doing work. I was like, I could have done this at home. I didn't need to come to Budapest to do this. Um, And I ended up leaving early. I ended up booking a flight and going home early because I was just bored.
1: Do you think, I think, well, if if you ask me to sum up this year, um, I feel like this is, it was the year where where the specialty coffee industry just suddenly hit a load of growing pains, do you know what mm. I mean? Like it's, it's voices breaking. It's like, it's starting to grow up a little bit, and with that, we've seen a few places like that were, I think, in terms of coffee shops or roasteries or or green suppliers, or whatever that have just have just closed, have stopped, or they've sold or whatever. Um, and it just feels like a lot of them have just like they've been businesses that have been run on enthusiasm until now and they've just ran out of energy you know what I mean yeah just like they're just tired and then the other thing is that scale is becoming like in the earlier days of specialty coffee like 2007 2008 2009 around that period especially So when you joined basically yeah well yeah
0: there, but there was <laughs> so specialty, specialty like,
1: coffee started when Colin Harman joined
0: well <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a Colin thing to say I love it that's not what I said it what I was, was saying, virtually no if
1: you let me finish my sentence you don't understand what I'm going to say in those days it became what came to the fore was businesses that had the ability to use um, their small size as, as a, a, a leverage for quality okay yeah and what I see happening today is that the leverage that businesses now have, that big businesses are not, well, let's say medium-sized and bigger businesses have, they can now use that for quality, whereas they couldn't do that before. And it's, you know what I mean, it's, it's, if there's a, a small, a bigger, a medium to big-sized business with a bit of money behind it comes into the market, and a small business with no money comes into the market, it's completely likely or possible that the bigger business can produce better quality. that makes sense? Yeah. Whereas in 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, when I invented coffee, it wasn't, um, it wasn't exactly the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I think in, the, in the, the coming year, we're going to see more mergers, we're going to see more acquisitions, we're going to see probably a few more people just fold just because they're, you know, they can't, that, that, you know, unrivaled quality that they can produce is, is now rivaled.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I tend to agree. But what the heck has that got to do with the trade show?
1: Um, I think that the enthusiasm for trade shows is, like there was, for a long time, it was like a, it was a meetup of friends and this kind of counterculture. And I don't mean the company, I mean the kind of this, yeah. the joie de vivre that we all possessed in those days that we were going to change the world. I think we did change the world. It's now changed and everyone's a bit bored of it.
0: Do you think it's slightly linked to the change in perception of competition, though? Because I think there's definitely been that change and... um... No, I think
1: the change in perception of competition is is a byproduct of that. Okay. I don't think the change in competition or the impact of competition has has changed the way coffee is, you know what I mean? I think it's the other way around. Mm. But, like, I think the competition is still as good as it's always been. It just there are now gooder things around or things are that are of equal merit. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I I, kind of, I think the the level and quality of competition is completely and utterly different to what it was for much for the positive. Um, I think it's, I, I, <laughs> I had the pleasure of going back and watching, uh, I'm going to mention him again, I, I, but Hoffman's uh, presentation in Japan, I, I watched the video of it a, like a couple of months ago and just just because we'd been talking about it and i was like oh, i went back, watched it and i was just like oh my god this is so different so then i got interested and went back and watched uh, tim wendell and it was just like oh my god like this i could do that like and that's no slight on that's where coffee was on the at the time and what people expected but i think the competition has changed dramatically
1: well, it's not, like it's level. Straight, it's, yeah, I know what you mean. but it's, yeah. it's, well, Every competition is like an iteration of the yeah. past. well, work, no, that's it,
0: exactly. It always evolves and it always moves on. But I f- find the interest, and you know, we saw it in Dublin last year, and I thought Korea would be completely different. Like taking a trade show to Korea you know, and taking the WBC to Korea, I thought would be crazy mental. And there were still times where there were massive gaps in the audience, and it was quiet, and, you know... <clears throat> And the way that they've changed the format to have three people competing at the same time, like, I think it's a spectacle and it's something to watch. It's become much poorer, even though the quality and what's being presented on stage is much more interesting. Um,
1: yeah, I, it's because it changes a lot, doesn't it? It's mm-hmm. the setup and the way there's three people competing at the same time. and Yeah, but, I don't know. But it's weird. Do you, you ever go to like a cafe or a restaurant or a bar or something and yeah. they constantly ask you what they should do? Mm, no you know what I mean it's like oh what should we do what should we put on the menu what should we do this week what should we do next week and you're kind of like well you know I am I come here for you to decide that you know what I mean Like yeah. you, and I kind of feel that about the SA is that they're constantly asking people to give them input and they have all these groups where they're going to come up with ideas and you know you know get different inputs everybody. and it's like I, I think what to me what it needs is leadership it needs like one person and just, like she or he comes in and just Says, this is what we're doing, play on. Because it kind of feels like they're trying to tick every box, like trying to make it about education, trying to make it about, um, you know, trying to make Are it they? like a sport, what, trying to make it entertainment, trying to make it, trying to do all the things and they end up doing none of those well. I, I don't think it is. I think it purely comes down to keeping the sponsors happy. I think the changes, mm-hmm.
0: I think the changes that have been made is keeping but by doing people that pay for the, it happy.
1: Yeah, but by doing that, then the general public lose interest which means that the sponsorships yes. don't get the returns and yeah
0: oh, but you see I think that's the difference is that sponsors sponsors have proved over the years that they don't realise that the return from it because like when they get up there and before the results are announced and give a 20 minute speech about how great their company is there's no return for the company doing that there's like in fact it's a negative return for the company on that because people are like will you shut up and tell us who won um And I think companies for a long time have misunderstood how to get the benefits from competition. I think the only company I'm very impressed with that have done that is Simonelli, because Simonelli approached it in a very different way. Um, It's not about – like their brand is being made aware. That's enough. They don't need to do more and more. But I feel a lot of the other sponsors completely misread what – what they're getting from it or don't know what they're getting from it but they've always thrown money at it and they have a budget for it so they continue to um so how do we turn this conversation into a tampi how do we turn this into a tampi uh, this wbc sponsor of the year um i would like to award to uh, our proud sponsors who have supported tampa tantrum for a long time nivano simonelli
1: <laughs> Suovo Niminelli. Suovo <laughs> Niminelli. Yeah. Um, Eliza Minelli.
0: You try announcing sponsors when you've got 30,000 people watching you on a stream. I did, uh, and it didn't go very well. Exactly. I'm allowed to make the occasional mispronunciation
1: of sponsors' names. So, is this your first time at WBC? Oh, don't cry. I'm really sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and
0: do you remember the advice I told you after that? Never ask uh, a question you don't know something. the answer to. I remember you saying something, but I don't really remember what yeah, it was. You never, ever ask a question you don't know the answer to. Oof. It's rule number one of MCU. You said a lot of rule number
1: ones. Anyway. No,
0: no, that was the only one I...
1: I, I I'm very passionate about that one. Um, positive coffee thing of the year award. Because I feel like this is going down a very negative route at yeah, the yeah. moment. Uh,
0: positive, <laughs> positive memory. Can I say when the SCA announced that they were going to have the competitions in Dubai? No, you can <laughs> say that's
1: the opposite of that.
0: Th- so that's what I meant. Yeah, you know, it was the it was happy when they re looked at it and came to
1: the same <laughs> conclusion. <laughs> no, I'm digging a hole, I know. Um, oh man, there's something more <laughs> less controversial and more positive. Yeah. Um, that, that was a joke,
0: by the way. Please don't slaughter me for it. I, I am fully aware of the issues of Dubai and I am fully I would like to take this them.
1: opportunity to distance
0: myself from Mr. Yeah. Steve
1: Layton and all of the comments
0: that he makes. on No, this I am fully aware of, of, of all of the difficulties and problems with it and it is a serious matter and I, I'm very sorry. Um, uh, my, okay, my, I know my positive moment of 2017 in coffee. Go on. Meeting Tom Owen properly. Like I've met him loads of times, but sitting down and talking to him, that we did the Tampa Tantrum, I loved. Like, it still, for me, was like one of the highlights um, of the whole year. So, what's he like? He's amazing. He's like, he's like normal and humble and interesting and smart. Um, like, all the things that I, you know, like you should never meet your hero kind of thing. Well, I did, and he's awesome um yeah that's always a good one yeah so i really really enjoyed recording that video with him i could have carried on talking to him for hours and hours but he like he he asked me to leave um (laughs) (laughs) but no he was amazing and like such a cool guy and was just really fun and i love the way that he thinks about things and so many people in coffee pretend to think about stuff you know because it's cool too like he thinks about it and he like, he doesn't always share it or talk about it. He doesn't make the noise that lots of other people make. Um, like, yeah, he's amazing. He's a super cool guy. So, that's my hi- coffee
1: highlight of 2017. Very pretty personal. Good. You? Um, what was my coffee highlight? Um, actually, yeah, my coffee highlight was, um, strangely, at Host. Oi. Um, so, the Mythos 2 was launched at Host. Grinder in the, disguise. So up to that point, I hadn't actually. Well, I'd used it at the. So basically, I didn't. Okay, so people say, "Oh, you designed the." I didn't design the mythos. So I, I work as part of the team. So I come up with. I show them problems and say, "This doesn't work. We should do this. Look at this." And then they solve all the problems. They do all the difficult stuff, and then I go, "It works." And I go, "Yeah, it works." And then that's great. Um, so I like it's marrow and the team at Nova Simonelli that do all that sort of stuff Mm. but essentially we sat down and got a piece of paper in a crappy cafe in London at London Coffee Festival uh, last year and scribbled out some ideas and like a general idea of of the feedback that we got for the previous project and how we wanted to go and and off we went and there's a few emails calls back and forth and a few trips to Nova Simonelli, and it was always testing aspects of that grinder so like testing a set of burrs or um, there was one stage where I was using a grinder that you had to you had to have a laptop to use and it didn't have a body. It was just like a load of it was just basically this metal, it was like a motor with wires sticking out of it. Um, so the first time I got to actually use it was at host. And it, I got the same feeling as when the first time I got to use the gravimetric uh, Black Eagle, where you're just like, you know what it's gonna do, you know what it's gonna do, but when it does it, you go, ooh, that's kind of cool. So I'm pretty excited about that. So I think that's like the mythos had like a massive impact on specialty coffee. And I think that the mythos too will, will have a, that same impact again. I'm really, really excited about it. So for me, I'm always, I'm
0: always amazed at how many cafes I go to that have like, you know, a machine that I wouldn't choose to use or, you know, would like a lower end machine, but they have a mythos sitting next to it, like everywhere.
1: It's, Absolutely,
0: yeah, and and I think that that <coughs> we've always said the biggest difference you can make to your coffee is with a good grinder, you know, and and with a consistent grinder, and like the fact that we've done that now is is really cool. Um, and I know I know that we are both fanboys of what Simonelli do, and you're also you get heaps of money from them every day. In, do oh, they in pay me to be a fanboy. Yeah, whereas I just have to be a fanboy for free. But like, we I do think that the mythos. The first time like the first time Rain Mythos was the biggest change I can remember to coffee. I think it would be naive In to suggest that, that this grinder is gonna have the same impact. Yes, of course. Of course. Um, and I don't expect it to, but I'm pleased that there's an evolution because grinder technology for so long has just stood still. I mean, how long have we had K thirties for? Like it's a long time. I remember yeah. I remember K thirties like two thousand and five, two thousand and six maybe, and there's I know they did the peak which is great to see some evolution, but they only did that because there was evolution elsewhere. You know, the rising tide carrying all boats, as your favourite saying goes, um, has sparked people to start looking at grinders. When we were screaming for years, please look at grinders, now everybody's doing it, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was a personal highlight. Nice. Um Okay, here's one. What was your coffee highlight, as in like, I love this coffee, it's delicious. Outside of has been trop or 3FE. Oh,
0: but you see, that's really cruel because I have I have one that is it's not necessarily a specific, it is a specific coffee, but it was a light bulb moment. But it is one of coffee that I buy. Um so cupping the yellow Pacamara Petites from uh, Nicaragua. And like and so the petite for those who haven't been listening to me rant on about this is basically when we sort coffee we sort on screen size and we'll sort the, the bigger ones and the smaller ones get pushed away into commodity coffee because we've always done it it's like an old way of sorting through the crap um, to try and have some kind of better quality in, in our larger more consistent sizes but the fact that we now pick better and we are like you know, there's less rubbish going into there. There's more uh, fertilisation going on. We have we, a better understanding of plant husbandry. That then those smaller beans aren't poorer. They're just different and they're a different size. So we've started to work with a few producers instead of them pushing those off to commodity coffee and getting like one dollar twenty, uh, you know, a pound for them somewhere. That we're saying separate them. Let's cut them and if they're good, we'd like to buy them. And we're doing this with two producers. Um, And my light bulb moment of cupping the yellow Pacamara Petites alongside the normal Pacamaras and them being better was just a moment for me where I just went, why have we not been doing this for years? Why have we carried on doing this when coffee's changed? Like we've just, it's become a habit that, you know, screen screen 19 Pacamaras, please. Um, And yeah, I think there's so much potential as specialty coffee is more in demand and coffee production is on the decrease this is a perfect solution to a problem um, that will give us something else in coffee Uh, and I really want the rest of the world to start thinking about it and at least trying it um, because I don't know anybody else that is doing it and it's crazy that we're
1: throwing away this great coffee yep can I have that one? you can but you're going to have to give me one outside your little circle of love as well though
0: (sighs) You see, I don't drink a lot of other people's
1: coffee
0: anymore. Actually, okay, I've got one. I've got one. Um, it was in November. Um, Is this another has been coffee? No, no, it's not. <laughs> and it was the uh, Mymar coffee uh, that um, Toby's Estate uh, brought in as part of their project where they work with uh, the underdogs. Um, and. Um, I understand the political problems of Myanmar and how it's a regime that is not necessarily um, a good regime, (laughs) to put put it lightly. But the people that grow the coffee, I, I tend to find, are not the politicians and the people running the regime. So I was really proud of Toby's putting their neck out to go to somewhere that does have issues but supporting the people of that country that are the persecuted people that are having the issues and bringing showcasing uh, their coffee has been amazing um and i was super surprised when i got to, to drink it and um, that it was delicious um and um was a really really good coffee um and i know that they took a little bit of flack for, for that for bringing in that coffee from some people in specialty uh, but I applaud them and I tip my hat to them as uh, bringing in a delicious coffee from coffee producers that deserve to be supported um and who are doing a really really good job so uh good call yeah my cap is doffed
1: to them um maybe I should pick a cafe then if you've picked the coffee Does that, okay. that sound like a good division of labor yeah okay um I should probably have had one in mind before I started talking there shouldn't i where have I been this year? That might be a good start. So I've been to Australia. I've been to... I didn't do as much travelling this year at all. To no. To Italy. wasn't very much in Italy. I've been to London. Manchester. I don't think you came to Stafford. My God. Where did I go? Am I allowed to give it to Patricia again? I feel like I give it to Patricia every year. <laughs>
0: Give some, it, context. Give some <laughs> context to people who don't know who Patricia is. Coffee of Regine?
1: the year, or a coffee shop the, of the year, as I got in trouble for a lot in Australia, mm. um, is Patricia. No? Really an... Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, I just love that place. It's in Melbourne. It's in the side street, off a side street, and just standing room only, and just they're really nice to you. And, I didn't get um, to see
0: anywhere when I was in Melbourne. I didn't go to any coffee shops
1: at all. You know, well, you should come with me next time because I'm gonna have to go again this uh, this year with the mythos too. You should just come with me. <laughs> well, carry your bags. I've got loads of spare time. You're right. I should. Oh, I don't know if I trust you with my bags, but I could give you. I could. I could buy some stuff for you to carry, <laughs> like some coal or something. Maybe that'd be amazing. Yeah, no worries, mate. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like. Are you paying for my ticket? Uh, well, listen! I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Said so you could. You could be there. Thanks. <laughs> um but yeah you should uh, yeah we'd like that to see I'm to, did i go to any other countries maybe i didn't mm. nope
0: so this is completely off topic we're going to go in a completely different oh, direction we've not done that before <laughs> i know i know but um it just reminded me when you talked about ca- uh, coffee shops and and like you know best experience and stuff like that um i was lucky enough a couple of weeks ago to go to favicon uh, which is a restaurant in Aura in uh, the middle of Sweden.
1: Um, is it not the upper part of Sweden? No, it's actually the middle. It's crazy. Oh. Like, which is located at the top. <laughs> no, it's the middle. It's okay. like, because
0: Stockholm and things are in the lower <laughs> parts. Um, so it's above Stockholm and it's quite a way above Stockholm, but Sweden is a huge country as I found out driving up it. Um, but I went to beacon and I had very high expectations because it has a... a the, you know an amazing reputation um and the food was definitely my top five but i don't think it's the best food i've ever had i actually don't think it's even the best food i had this year um it was was i really enjoyed sat bains this year yeah it was pretty awesome but it was definitely my top five and i really enjoyed it but for me the experience and the service was phenomenal And I want a coffee shop to do that somewhere in the world. Be one plate, one coffee shop that you have to book and you've got a 12 month reservation to get in. But like that service that I got in that restaurant, I don't know how you replicate it in coffee, but somebody has to at some point because it was amazing. And I would like
1: to do that upstairs in Grand Canal Street, in where my office is, because there's planning permission for another office to go on top of the building. So we could put another, we could put our office upstairs and then there's a whole floor there where you could do. I was thinking like you could do four booths that you have to book and there's like a private barista and it'd be kind of cool.
0: Honestly, like they just, every little detail was so perfect. And I think in coffee, we're so
1: bad at the customer experience. But is it worth, is it worth the investment of doing that just for coffee?
0: I th- I, why not? If not, we should really stop doing coffee because we don't rate it very highly. I think that there's got to be people who want to... I, so whenever I book a, a long flight like I always want to book business class and it's not because of it. the big seat is nice but for me it's like I don't like flying and when I'm in the air I want the people to be nice to me and I find that the experience I have is much nicer ah, so plane. you're talking
1: about the, okay, the experience itself right? yeah.
0: yeah no that's what I mean it's like just, I, want, I want that experience of every detail being thought about and having to pay through the nose for it and I may only go there I'm not going to go there every day for a coffee of course but I'm not going to go to the vegan every day for dinner um, I could you know because i got loads of money and I could definitely afford to do that and travel there and stuff but I don't want to I, I but I want those experiences to be special and why don't we have that in coffee hmm so that's my little detour we can come back onto Tampi's now I just had to spit that
1: out well you could turn it into a Tampi best actually the coffee was fantastic best coffee thought of the year it best 2017 best goes to Steve Layton <laughs> Republican for what a coffee shop should be there you go Cool. The the the
0: coffee <clears> um <throat> the coffee there was fantastic. They did K Boy coffee. Um
1: oh, wow. yeah. It, it, it is Yeah. Sti- it, is it with a TS kettle or is it with
0: It's not the TS but it's the same thing, but you know, very okay. traditional Nordic way of brewing coffee. Um just like boiling it in the kettle and then just pouring it out. And, but it was freaking delicious. It was so, so good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. No fair. in fact that's that sh- that could, should have been my favourite coffee because that was from Aura uh, Coffee Roasters. Um, um uh, who uh, we had, I can't remember her name. She spoke at the Roasters Guild last year. Um, oh, Jen will be shouting at me as she said it in this now, saying it's such a touch. But she was <laughs> yes, very cool. And I we turned up in Aura the day after we'd been to Foveke, and the day after was the day they opened their new coffee shop in the town centre. so oh, very cool! Yeah, we got to visit. We got to be one of the first customers in there, which was super duper. James Hopkin of the Year Award. Uh, I think that should go to Ollie Bradshaw. Why is that? Well, when they stand next
1: to each other, they look really similar. No, he looks like. What's the other chap that works at workshop? James. Yeah, James. What's his surname? I don't
0: know. I
1: gave you the James bit. James. Yeah. Oh, my head's gone yeah, no. blank. They James look very sounds, like. I couldn't. Yeah. There was a time when I couldn't tell them apart because they both worked at Proof Rock at the same time, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: um, yeah, James Hoffman of the Year, I think, should go to um, for the how many years consecutive running, the James Hoffman?
1: Um, Fourth year? I think it's the fourth James Hoffman of the Year award. Mm. He always seems to sweep it up. So you think it's Ollie Bradshaw? Yeah. Um, They've got the floppy uh, hair. No, I think think James Hoffman of the Year should go to Michelle Johnson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can... Can I just say, like, that my favourite video of the year, like, and, and this this can be my tamper for favourite video of the year, was the James Hoffman one where he wakes up in Hong Kong with his hair all floppy and he perfectly oh, pops yeah. into place. Honestly, I, I just I want a little meme of that that's on my screen all the time so I can see James. The videos Hoffman are wake very up.
1: good as well, aren't they? Oh, he's
0: very smart.
1: That's a although bit although. Although, I can tell you something. I don't know if I'm ruining one of his videos. He keeps saying he's going to put it together, but he never has, so I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to tell you anyway. So we were, we were in the in of alley looking at the mythos and the Eurelia and other things like that. And he um, was flying his uh, drone over the factory and impressing everybody. And it's a really cool drone. And then he flew it into a tree and it got stuck. And, <laughs> and we spent an hour looking for it and then we eventually saw a flashing light in the tree and they had to get a local farmer to come down with a cherry picker to get it out of the <laughs> tree. <laughs> and i believe there is he's reclaimed the footage from it as well so i'm looking forward to seeing that so i i have a similar story that i was on a farm
0: (laughs) in brazil called fazenda inglaterra um, and i'd got this lovely flashy new drone that i was showing off with and like and i'd found out that if you turned off the controller it comes back to where you are and lands perfectly so the battery was running a bit low so i turned off the controller And it started to come back, but it came back at a a too low a height. and wouldn't go up and got stuck in this really, really high tree. And I had to pay a local $100 to climb up the tree and risk his life to get my drone down.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) And I have footage of that too, uh, which I'm too embarrassed and ashamed to share with anybody. Uh, We did spend 45 minutes throwing stones at it, trying to knock it out of the tree. Yeah, that that not my help, though. No, no, it didn't. It definitely didn't. Um, so yes drones are hard to fly Um, yeah I kind of want one but
1: I don't know what to do with it Um, Mm. what else have we got to do now
0: I don't know should we do any other awards Um, favourite Tampa Tantrum speaker of
1: 2017 ooh Trish I watched her one in well I obviously wasn't in San Francisco but I watched it Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really interesting. All about the fourth wave and there not being a fourth wave and where the idea of the concept of the three waves of coffee came from. And yeah, I found that really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So that was my favourite one.
0: I'm trying to think of mine. What have we done this year? We did San We did
1: Manchester. We did. Roasters Guild. was that this year?
0: No, we didn't do Roasters Guild this year. Is that it? Did we not go somewhere else earlier on in the year?
1: Uh, didn't he go to Estonia no it's or was that last year year before? Year? yeah okay I'm so
0: gonna go I'm, I can't think of any more so I'm gonna go with San Fran and I'm gonna go with Ali I really liked Ali's talk from riches to rags <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that
1: one actually yet. so I'm looking no, forward to seeing
0: Yeah, no, that was basically talking about how he we went from a really nice uh, banking job in New York to running a farm, and how he we went from being fairly wealthy to being incredibly poor and not enjoying it so much. Um, right. and, and yeah, and, and talking about like basically how you know how he sees specialty coffee as the future of, of from the green from the the growers' perspective. Um, and I found it really interesting and he was a really good speaker and he was super nervous which was funny because I've never seen any nervous really? Yeah, yeah he was super nervous <clears throat> like pacing <throat> up and down nervous he was, but he was, he was excellent he was really good so I'm looking forward to that one I don't know whether it's out yet or not I haven't seen but it, I really enjoyed the talk he was very very good
1: so what do you think what, what are your predictions for 2018 what do you think we're going to see in the next year <clears throat> I, can't, I think echoing
0: what you said, I think there are going to be more mergers and acquisitions. Um, I think it's just generally the acquisitions. way that, the way that things are going to go. Um, I think we will uh, obviously see the growth of the grinder uh, continue with the mythos coming out. I think it always puts when something new like that comes out, it also always puts a lot of focus on um, you know where where we're going and, and, and other people start talking about what they might do. Um, I think it's going to be the year of outrage uh, more even more so than this year I think the coffee seems to be very outraged with everything um, and very angry um, maybe that
1: is because it is becoming a proper teenager um, but well the other way you can look at it is that it's, it's a year of social justice in mean, that like People are getting angry because they deserve to be and that they haven't been doing that in the past and maybe they yeah. haven't been should have been doing that. No, it there, the past.
0: There, there is that, but I, I, I think there's also an element of we have to remember what we're doing. And I think outrage for social justice is something we should all be incredibly outraged about and angry about. I think we have to remember what coffee is and that's not necessarily has to be the platform to be outraged about. Um I know that's not very uh kind of popular to say, but I think I, I I think coffee I, I want coffee to be I want coffee to be different I want it to be inclusive and I want it to not take on the politics of outside of coffee um like like the mymar thing that I used as an example earlier is like yeah. i I don't think that has a place in the purchasing of coffee now by all means be outraged by that regime and you know make your noise and anger at the regime not at the people growing the coffee in the country that has the regime
1: um and um well I think history has shown that sanctions only ever make poor people poor yeah. like it's
0: yeah and and I just I think I think we have more of a vehicle to change if we are l- using coffee for what it is because lots of people drink coffee it can break down barriers because it's a social thing that we do together um, yeah. and it can be a way of having a conversation if you're angry at somebody you will never change their opinion if you talk to them and you're you it's still that openness
1: still happens then you have an opportunity um, yeah because i think like you alluded to it before the SCA decision to bring competition to the um to um my mind has gone blank. Is it Dubai or Abu Dhabi? I can't even remember. Dubai. Dubai. Um, so and I think uh we're probably like well, I'm I definitely understand the reasons why there was uproar about that. What I found interesting though is is why it was only really well it's, well, it's happened this time. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: That that's what I find is really interesting. Um so like I'm absolutely behind the decision. Of people to you know make their voices heard in that because people of all walks of life and you know should be should feel comfortable, and safe in their working environments and in social environments and all these things. So I'm completely behind that decision um, to uh, to challenge the SCA on that. And I think that there definitely should be um, a better criteria in place and protocol in place for choosing host countries. But I've been thinking a lot this year why why this year. You know, why was it pulled this year? Why was it the uproar this year? Um, and why not, like, there's definitely been countries in the past that have had questionable, you know, human rights issues or... Well, I think this is this is my concern about it, Carlo. is who who decides
0: that, <clears throat> who's the arbiter of what... Now, this is a very obvious one, and, and I'm not saying that Dubai... Like, Dubai is very obvious, like, but who decides if it's less obvious... Like, who becomes the arbiter of where we can and can't go? You know, we, we've had competitions in, um, in, in UK, um, in US, um, where certain competitors haven't been able to get visas because of the countries that they're coming from and the relationship between those countries. Now, who speaks up for those people? Um, like, at, w- at what point, who, do, who makes the decisions that this is a good country and this is a bad country? Um, I, I I find it very difficult, uh,
1: and I find it like what, quite concerning. Do you, think, do you think it's happened this year because of the merger of SEA and SEA? Think- in the past, when a country has been nominated, the national bodies have seemed somewhat powerless to make or not. Maybe the responsibility didn't seem there. They're just like, oh, that's oh, that's those other guys chose that country. Do you know what I mean? I think well, it's, the other thing I can think of as well is that because of the political situation in the US at the, uh, right now like yeah. and talking to people that I know that live in the US everybody is 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 at pitch point in terms of social justice and and there's a lot of anger in that country and mm. so I think that might have been a trigger for this as well because like I definitely don't agree with the competition being held in Dubai because it's um I just don't think that the it would be a safe place for people to go to. But, like, why is it this year that it's kicked off, you know? There's definitely been other reasons in place. And and, and the thing, like, what you're saying is right as well, is, like, who gets to aside. you know? Like, I was yeah. reading an article the other day that, like, since World War II, 30 million people have been killed by the US military. Mm. Um, and is that something that people, like, Is the, there, there are people, there are definitely countries of the world that would have issues with holding a competition in the US, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if you could come to Ireland, uh, in Ireland there are, you know, the services available to to um, pregnant women aren't what they should be, or in my opinion anyway. Mm. Um, and they the lives of pregnant women are in danger if they come here as a result if they were to have complications while visiting here so maybe ireland isn't safe to have it you know what i mean so it's there's there's lots of different ways you can rule countries in and out and like finding a way that pleases everybody to make those decisions is going to be increasingly difficult because if you take a list of the countries in the world and bring up certain issues that could rule a country out all of a sudden you're left at very very few places that a competition could be held in
0: mm. I, I i mean I'm, I'm i feel that a lot of it has come that There's a lot of people who are angry uh, across the world, you know, because the years of austerity that that we've kind of had and things that, like, you know, you you look at the French and their election where they suddenly swung towards a a far-right candidate. Luckily enough, they they didn't. You know, you've got the whole Brexit thing in the UK where, you know, we've decided that, you know, (coughs) it was basically sticking two fingers up to the politicians. Um, And then you look at the US with their... um, you know, with them voting in Trump was very much seen as a, a protest vote. And I think like the whole world at the minute seems very angry and very, very much wants to to vote. Like, I'm not belittling. I'm not just using the example of Dubai when I'm talking about those things. I'm talking about lots of other things that have gone on. Uh, but I think coffee is just reacting the same way as the rest of society is reacting at the moment. That we we get very angry about things, and we've we've suddenly realised that we we can be vocal and we do have a voice. And when you start shouting other people start shouting with you, and that can be you know positive as well. That you know you 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 raise the the interests of different groups. But I just worry like who decides who becomes the arbiter of what is what is good and what is not good. And uh, I think it's a very dangerous time at the same at the same time.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. So good luck to whoever's choosing them next year. That should be um, an interesting
0: task. uh, Listen, if nothing else comes out of this, I'm sure there'll be a great deal more thought goes into it than there there was with Dubai. Um, Here, here. Yeah. So if nothing else comes out of this, and if some people have to miss a year and do next year, then, you know, nothing else has come out of it, then everybody's thoughts will be taken a lot more into consideration. And that has to be a good thing
1: yeah that's true um okay anything else we need to go over
0: um no i mean we haven't we haven't done we haven't done one of these together since since dale won wbc so i think we should say a massive congratulations to dale and uh, and to pizzi um our two projects. um we created them <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're saying is it we created them between us carl we created them um but no, huge congratulations to uh to Dale for winning WBC and huge congratulations to Pete C Bean um uh coach and a huge congratulations to them for doing a fantastic episode 93 so you should go back and listen to their wonderful words of wisdom
1: it's um, funny there was um when when Dale won they saw Pete up there, there was a few photos came out with Pete uh open the stage and like Pete puts in so much work in these things I know that personally he helped me a lot over the years too and has helped you know Callie and Dale and so many other people as well but he um, over the course of the last year like I I always get a a lot of emails from people asking me will I train them for Bristol competitions and my first answer is absolutely no like it's just not (laughs) something I do nor would I be good at that it's kind of like when people ask me to compare them at Bristol competitions it's just not my skill set Um, so I always recommend peace, and I, I I think last year I did like see coffee competition. <laughs> <laughs> not no, not definitely not. But <laughs> to coach university uh, competition, yeah. and I got some. I got eight or nine. I recommended about eight or nine people last year, and I got either no response or a kind of a. I don't know if I say rude response, but a kind of a hmm. response of a number of people. So when they when they saw Dale up there, I was so tempted to go back and be like email them like could have been you told you because he does he puts in incredible work and obviously Dale does too as well. It doesn't there's no guarantees. Oh, no, the, 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 I've never I've never seen work for barista competition
0: like it. Like they they literally were seven days a week for two and a half months. Like it was full on. So no, fully deserved. But uh, yeah, it's nice to have a platform that I can congr- congratulate them both on properly. Uh, very proud of the work that both of them have done absolutely now we can stop competing as well yes yes thank god <coughs> thank god um now we can i've asked pete see if he'll coach me for brewers cup this year oh yeah yeah he says he might be up for it the king
1: of chemex returns and the king of chemex returns with a geisha king of the north <laughs> you should come dressed as Jon snow <laughs> instead of having like big brown furs have big red what? furs john snow of channel 4 news <laughs> why would I do that but that would be really cool you could get like one of those the big, big red fur coat
0: hmm
1: um okay no no okay
0: no. okay I think we've turned like we're done we're kind of talking a load of rubbish at the moment so shall we shall we wrap this one up yes I think so happy new year to
1: everybody happy Christmas and all of the other things and thank you for listening yes thank you for listening over and out ciao
0: listening to this podcast. It's proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli.